Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week, my guest is Natasha Maldonado, video marketing manager at beauty mecca Sephora and freelance makeup artist. Born and bred in Los Angeles, Natasha is someone I've been following for a while because I love the insights that she shares on her cultural background as a Latina. I've actually really fallen in love with her grandma, I should be honest, who she lovingly refers to as Mamita. So in this episode, I wanted to find out if Natasha owed all of her beauty influences to Mamita. I also asked Natasha about how she got to be video marketing manager at Sephora because I feel like a lot of listeners will want to know how do you get that role. Sephora is a huge name around the world and in the UK we're getting excited because it's coming back again. We did have Sephora many moons ago and it's coming back finally so I had to ask Natasha about how she got such an amazing job at Sephora. I also wanted to ask her how she develops such confidence with being on camera. And that was, you know, that's quite a selfish question for myself because I still find it quite nerve wracking because I don't have, you know, perfect skin. And I also wanted to ask Natasha about how she developed such, she seems to have this really intentional way of living, like a very intentional approach to life, like what she sets out to do, she's going to do it. This was just such a great conversation. She was so open and warm and honest. I think a lot of you will gain something from this. And let me know if you do. Leave a review. Tag me while you're listening. And yeah, just enjoy. From the moment you open your eyes, take me through your morning. Tell the truth (laughs) as much as possible. (laughs) So you open your eyes. Tell me what you're doing. Okay. Before I even open my eyes, it's honestly dependent on what kind of week it is. Um, So my role right now, like some weeks I'll be on set and then some weeks I'll work directly from home. And the days I work from home are going to obviously be super different from when I go on set. Um, So let's start with the easiest one. So when I work from home, I wake up, um, make my bed. I make my bed every single morning. Like I can't function if it's not made. Um, and I like to have slower mornings when I get to at home. Like I really appreciate slow, slow mornings. Um, I like to write. I like to read. I have this, um, this book that's like, uh, the laws of attraction of the universe. And sometimes I'll just like flip through it and ask the universe, okay, like what am I focusing on today? And then we'll have like a different intention. Um, and then I'll start from there and then I'll do my skincare routine. I'll brush or brush my teeth, do my skincare routine. Um, have three beverages. I'm a three beverage kind of gal okay. in the morning. Like I, I need a water, I need a green juice, and then I need a latte. Okay. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I usually have two, but you've like the three, I haven't I'm impressed with that. You've covered all the bases. Yeah. You need I need all the bases because I need one for hydration. I need one for health, and then I need one for caffeine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just <laughs> the trifecta. Um, what else? Then I started checking my phone. I like what kind of days, what kind of day I'm gonna have. Like, is this super meeting heavy? Um, I usually always do like a little bit of makeup before I hop on like any zooms or anything. Like. 
I'll have a brow on. I can't function without a brow. <laughs> I just, my face does not, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any. So it's like, there's no way I will do a Zoom without Same. eyebrows. <laughs> Mine are just like so sparse and thin. So like I have to at least have like some type of like Anastasia brow freeze or like the the refi refi. I don't know how to say this. I use refi. So I refi, about? like refined. Okay. I think. Oh, oh, I like that. Okay, refi. <laughs> I love their lamination um, gel. Have you used that? I've got it on right now. Um, but, oh my god so good but I'm trying something different you know how Refai allows you to do like very fat very very flat therefore much thicker I've been doing them less stretched up and more to the side now kind of edging towards the 90s a bit slimmer okay which is totally coming back and I'm just I don't know about that I have some thoughts about that in a bit but <laughs> the thing is don't you think Back in the day, we were doing it with tweezers. Bad mistake. But now we can do it with makeup and all the products. We can kind of fake it, I think. So there's no, we're not going to have true. the damage that we, <laughs> that people went through. I don't know. I'm like, I'm worrisome that somebody's going to just like grab some tweezers or like, just like go to town. I'm like, be careful with that. Or a razor. Why do you think? Or a razor, yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like they probably probably like Gen Z wasn't really around during that time. So like they don't understand the struggles of like, there's so many gals that I know that have gotten microblading done because of it. And it's like, be careful with that. <laughs> be careful. But um, I have to ask because, you know, you work for Sephora, which we are getting back in the UK. We had Sephora years ago and then they left us and now they're coming back. So we're really excited. So I just have to know, are you, is your skincare all Sephora? All available at Sephora? Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like looking at my vanity and like looking in my bathroom. I'm like, is most of it? Yeah. I think it's all at Sephora, honestly. I use Caudalie a lot. I use Super Goop, Kiehl's, Shawnee Darden, oh, that retinol. I need, I need to get that. You know, yeah, it's pretty good. You'll get Sephora soon, so... She's there. Um, Biosons. I am like such an oil girl. Like okay. as you can see, I have to look. I have to look um, like very oily. <laughs> I know people are like they shy away from that. Even sometimes when we're on set, and like sometimes I'll be on camera, and they're like, "Can you please put some powder on?" And I'm like, "No, I hate powder." <laughs> but I mean, the camera picks it up a lot, so um, mm. yes, I have to put powder on. But I love to look like just luminous, like very really slippery. Really I like to look slippery. <laughs> I love it though. You look so good. It's just, it's funny that you brought that up because I love the look, but I realized the more and more I was doing on camera stuff, I was like, it, the, the dewiness can verge into oiliness. And because I'm naturally oily, you know, T-zone and stuff, I was like, it's better to pare it down than, yeah. than add the, add the juice at the beginning. Like, you know, if we talk for an hour, I'm going to be oilier within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they always have like one of those um oh my gosh why can i think in the name of it those like the blotting papers pets. with blotting papers yes yeah i avoid those that's like so so much but i have to use them but your skin looks amazing your oh. face is just like beautiful well i've just started your using complexion. that kevin o'quan the kevin o'quan balm or whatever it is it's like a foundation balm 
It's so good. Wow. It's so good. Okay, I have to use that. I'll send you a picture of it afterwards. It's my friend's a makeup artist and she got sent to and one of them it's my complexion, but it's a little bit cooler than what I would normally do. I like to look a bit more tan because, you know, I look anemic in the British winter. You know, when you're like olive oh skin, do you want to keep the, the warmth it, there? It fluctuates so much. I it just does. actually saw on TikTok, there's like this trend of like Latinas in the winter and they like, they start swatching um, their foundation and it's literally just like brown on their skin. I'm like, that's literally me. Yeah, that, <laughs> I like, am- that's me too. It's like, it's funny when, yeah. you know, a lot of um, white women and girls will get, they'll get grief about it. Like people saying, why are you trying to look darker? And I'm like, Many of us brown people <laughs> do the same thing. We get brown. Like, I get very dark in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Very dark. Well, I get... I, get <laughs> I such, miss it. I get a really nice color, but I haven't been anywhere for two years, so... Yeah. You know, it's very pasty right now. That. <laughs> yeah. One time, one time I was also getting um, my makeup done on set for um, Sephora Collection, and one of the makeup artists there um she was doing my foundation and she was like your face is significantly lighter than your body and I was like I don't leave the house without SPF I don't leave it I like reapply it all the time and she's like oh wow it's like very significant it's, it's just the way it is these days it, it that's the way it goes we're just love I love getting a tan on my body but I'm just not prepared for the wrinkles the age spots <laughs> No, 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 thank you. Not here for it. No. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) But let's get into, it's funny, um, I keep wanting to ask you about your mamita, mamita. (gasps) Oh my gosh, (laughs) it gets me so happy when everybody talks about her, especially at work. Mamita, (laughs) she's my grandma. Um, She is turning 98 in September. She's a queen. Um, I love that. We actually just had a, a company meeting um, this last week, um, and I got very humbly a spotlight award from our CMO, and um, there was like a call out because um, my, my manager had nominated me, and there was like a call out that she was reading out loud. This this candidate is really close to her grandma, and her grandma's actually been in a couple Sephora videos, and I was like, oh my gosh, let me tell you, superstar. Yeah, she's just a little ham. I I (laughs) saw you discussing um, perfumes and I just loved how she had this little glint in her eye. She was, you know, talking about the perfumes and I know she kept saying, is it Bonita, Bonita? Like, does that mean pretty? Yeah. And I was so cute, but I just, maybe I'm assuming incorrectly, but I'm guessing she's the one that had a major impact on your impressions of beauty growing up or was it your mom and your yeah it was a mix honestly like I am the youngest of three girls and I also grew up with my mom obviously and my grandma living in the same house my poor dad by the way (laughs) (laughs) surrounded by women um and I was also really close to my abuelita too so I was just a little sponge growing up and I would see everybody's like beauty rituals beauty routines and that's just like such a personal thing and I was in a I was a really observant kid um I would say that all of it was honestly influenced by each one of them in their own way like my grandma mamita she loved 
fragrance. And it's so interesting how her, how her consuming habits are because, you know, she grew up in a third world country. She came here alone as a single mom. So like, even though like she'll get all these fragrances from me, like I will get her anything that she wants. She won't even use it because she's just like, so she's so scared that it'll like run out. And I'm like, okay, but get it because then I'll get you another one. She's like, no, it's too expensive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, it's not. It's like, I got you. Um, but she loves fragrance. Um, but also when I was in high school, she used to, um, make this like customized shampoo and I would sell it in high school. Um, because everybody would always be like, Natasha, your hair is so healthy. Your hair is so long. And, um, she would grow up. I would like wake up. I would see Mamita like on our backyard hillside when I lived at my parents and she'd be cutting down aloe plants. So then she would get like a shampoo and then she would like scrape the inside of the aloe and then blend it. And then that's how she would make our shampoo growing up. And then once girls into my high school found out like that was it, <laughs> they started buying it from me. Um, wow. So she was just like, yeah, it was a cool story that my grandma did that. Um, but my mom has always been into makeup too. Um, she's done our makeup since all three of my sisters and I did dance growing up. So she would always do our dance makeup Same um, with me. my mom also sold <laughs> yeah it's so it's such a good memory to have because you're just like sitting there like getting your makeup done um but my mom would also sell avon when i was i don't know are you familiar with avon yes the avon lady coming around okay the bubble bath with <laughs> yeah. the the yes it's so iconic <laughs> the, like cube <laughs> yeah yes oh my gosh yeah my mom used to do that on the side too just oh, like wow she loved beauty so much and at the time there wasn't like I don't know I didn't I don't I think Sephora was around but it wasn't as like as big as Avon at that time because also you you have Mary Kay as well though right we have Mary Kay yeah but I never got into that right um, so Avon was the one Avon was the one perfumes and everything yeah and my mom was just like around so many people because she was also our Girl Scout leader. So, like, we were always around, like, a lot of, like, different communities. Like, you know, you got your dance. You got Girl Scouts. You got, like, my mom also worked. So, and then, like, school. So, she would be, like, the beauty girl. Um, but, so, I feel like I kind of got that from her, too. <laughs> but just, um, just to um, clear things up for listeners, you mentioned that your grandma grew up in a third, third world country. Where, where, what are your, what is your origin? Um, so Mamita was born in Ecuador and that's where my mom was born too. Um, and then she came to America with my mom when my mom was like maybe I wanna say like five, four or five. Wow. So she came here alone with like not knowing anybody, uh, not knowing English, nothing. How yeah. I mean, obviously with you know, this ep- this episode is about you and obviously it's about beauty, but I mean, I'm just trying to imagine how has she ever been able to tell you what it was like for her, you know, moving oh, yeah. alone with a child, not speaking English. Like how? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny that you say like this episode's about me, but like my my life is about like my family. Like that's how I live my life through you know, they came here with nothing. So like, I, I try to like make them proud. So, mm. um, her story is like my story too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I asked her that, um, not too long ago because can you imagine just coming here and like not knowing anybody, not knowing anything? Back then. 
back then, like no internet. <laughs> no, no phone to like look up your relatives. Where do you even start? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so they lived in downtown Los Angeles. My grandma had like four jobs to support um, my mom. Like she worked in factories. My Lamita is a seamstress. So growing up, Lamita would always make my, my clothes. Um, and like, I would always have custom like Halloween outfits and I would be like, where did you get that? And I was like, Mamisa made, like, you can't get this at a party city. Okay. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I imagine, you know, she, she went through so much and, um, that's why, like, I love that even now she loves to travel. Um, she just lo- loves to see life. I feel like now she's like relaxing and just like taking it as it is. So, um, whenever I get like a promotion or a raise or anything, I'm like, let me start. What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Like, this is all for you. I love that. Um, yeah. But she went through so much. And I just remember her telling me stories too in Ecuador. Um, her brother and sister died tragically young. Her mom did too, so she had just been alone. So I feel like she has always just had to be super independent. So she's not scared of anything. And I feel like I kind of took that kind of mentality on because when I first started in beauty, I had no experience. I didn't know anybody. I was just like, I went to business school and I was like, okay, I'm going to be in business. I don't even know what that means. And then one day I was like, I'm going to actually do what I want to do with life because life's too short so I feel like Mm -hmm. her attitude of just like going after whatever you want to do um has like been instilled in me and just being fearless because she's such a fearless woman and she has no filters (laughs) oh I love (laughs) that I mean why should she she's nearly 98 um I just love that you said she still loves to travel and explore because I feel like different groups appreciate their grandparents in different ways I feel like very much in the UK, for instance, grandparents are, you don't see them so much. They're on their own a lot. And I feel like in other cultures, you know, they're held like on such a pedestal because she she paved the way for, for you, literally. You wouldn't be right here if it wasn't for her. So it's just so lovely to hear that she's very active. I saw her on your Instagram. She was in Sephora. She wears her blush. I was just like. Loved her blush. <laughs> My goodness. That that lady loves her makeup. She loves when I do her makeup too. Whenever we go on trips too, I always like pack like another little makeup bag for her. Because she'll just sit there and be like, okay, I'm ready. Whenever you are. I'm like, okay, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But. So tell me about your first, the first times that you started getting into beauty. What was it for you? Was it about makeup? Was it being, was it about, you know, being like your mom? Was it school? What were the key, like, when did you start getting into it? That's a great question. I was actually thinking about that when I was reviewing it. I feel like there's so many pivotal moments and the way that I like categorized it too is based on so Sephora has worlds like we have skincare fragrance makeup and hair care so that's where I was kind of like thinking where each memory of mine first started Uh, but the first one that I thought of was I was actually having a conversation with my team this past Friday um, and we were talking about skincare and how everybody got into it 
And one of my colleagues was like, oh, I didn't start getting into skincare until I came to Sephora. And I was like, wait, you guys, I had a skincare routine in like fourth grade. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's because my mom, she sold Avon and she like would always get me things to try. And I was like, oh, yes, a cleanser. Obviously, I need a cleanser. And I would be using a toner. I would be like, you know, spot treating like if I had any blemishes, not not in fourth grade, but like (laughs) in like, you know, the later years of middle school. Um, And I would always wear SPF and I would like, like start my morning. Um, So I think I just felt like in the habit of always like trying products, you know, products are so fun. I'm, I am a product junkie, as I'm sure probably you are too. Yeah. it's fun to explore things. Yeah, so that was like my biggest skincare uh, memory because I was just like, oh, I had a routine nailed down years ago, you guys. (laughs) It's just part of you Um, by that time, isn't it? It's just like, it's clearly part of your day. 100%. And then in terms of makeup, I think the earliest memories were just my mom doing my makeup for recitals and then um, she would always have this makeup artist friend that would come over and do her makeup for like events or weddings or whatever thing that, that she had. And I would just sit next to this makeup artist. Um, I, I remember she was just like come lugging in with her, with her kit. And I would just sit there and like my sisters weren't, they, they were there, but like they weren't really paying attention. And I would just be like, so what does that do? Or like, what's this color? And I would just get my, get like, see my mom getting her makeup done and, it was so nice to see and I, I love like thinking about those memories and the full circle moments of it mm. um and then hair <laughs> hair was two things so my grandma abuelita she passed away from cancer but i remember always going to her place and she would have so many wigs on display because even though she had no hair that woman was so glamorous at all times she would just be like always dressed in white her palace was like immaculate she just had these like really gorgeous wigs and I was like oh my gosh this is so beautiful um I know I would just feel like so interested in hair and how like the how hair can really like glamorize your entire look yeah um I know like we always like focus on makeup you know just like quick and easy steps but if you have like a killer hair moment it yeah. could really change your entire aesthetic or your entire yeah. everything have i seen a picture with you with very blonde hair yes i've had every single hair color known <laughs> man i've, I've seen yes. bobs i was like you cha- you've had some looks. i've done everything <laughs> i've had bangs i've had a sleek bob i've had platinum i've had red like fire red i've had like really bright blue I had green hair pink okay. everything um <laughs> but that was when I was at this other company Lime Prime I was just okay. um that's where I started um my, with marketing um but we'll get into that afterwards for yes. the career stuff but yeah. I I literally was like well this is market research I have to do my hair every single color <laughs> well it makes sense for a brand like Lime Crime because when they came out it was right. all about color um, color 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 so did you get yeah. into doing makeup before marketing like how did your career yes. come together yes so my career came together because one day I literally woke up I had been like 
trying to figure out what I, what I wanted to do with my life. This was like after I graduated college, I was working at a PR agency as an intern, like not knowing exactly. I didn't just want to like dive into something and, and just like be stuck there. Um, so I really took the time and I was really focusing on like my spirituality, my purpose, like what makes me happy and um, like writing a lot and just, I don't know, trying to experiment with like what the heck I was going to do. And then one day I literally woke up and I was like, okay, I'm going to do makeup. And then I started my Instagram account that was like fully dedicated to just makeup. Um, and then as soon as I started that, everything just started to fall into place. Like everything was a domino effect. Um, but I started as a makeup artist. I would do uh, makeup on friends or I would, or friends of friends would ask me to do makeup for like weddings or they were going to go to an event or things like that. And then, I went to this um, beauty conference in LA. It was called IMAX, which is International Makeup. I can't remember the, I what know it the stands one for. <laughs> I know the one you yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it's terrible. I don't remember it. But um, so I met this makeup artist. Her name was Amber Dredden, and she is mostly known for doing Lord's makeup. Um, that's oh. how she was on the panel, and she was talking about that, and she was saying she was always looking for an assistant. And so I, you know, gently but directly went up to her and I was like, hey, I'm interested. I have time because at the time I had an internship. So my my boss there was super flexible and supportive of like me pursuing being a makeup artist or being in beauty. Um, so she brought me on like a couple of shoots um, for different um, celebrities that she was working on. Um one of them actually full circle. I went to the Casey Musgraves concert and like the girl band that she used to do their makeup for like way back in the day, like six years ago, they were opening for Casey Musgraves. And I was like, oh my gosh, Luna, I've done their makeup before <laughs> on like music videos and shoots. So it was cool to see that. Um, mm. But yeah, I started as a makeup artist, not even like considering getting into marketing. Um, it was mostly just makeup artistry. But how did you, you know, you said you were, Focusing yeah. on spirituality, but how did you make the decision that it was makeup? Like, how did the, how was it that? I think I kept on I kept on like fixating on what makes me happy and like what makes me like not even like think about anything. Um, and but in one of my best friends, Leah, she like the the December before for Christmas, she bought me so much makeup, and she was like, "Please just get into this." And I. There are so many people that would tell me, get into makeup. Like, my mom would tell me that all the time. Um, but I thought of it too literally. I thought of it as, like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't put it all together that, like, beauty is, like, a whole entire industry as opposed to just, like, one avenue. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, no, I, I don't want to do that. But then um, I was just like, okay, well, I love painting people's faces. I love the, like, the outcome of once they see their face, they're like, oh my gosh, I look amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you always look amazing, but this is just how you do it. Um, Yeah. So I was just focusing on what made me happy and what I could see myself doing forever. And like, I was always that friend in high school that would do everybody's prom makeup, everybody's dance makeup. um, And yeah, I would just always experiment with my look. And then I just decided that's, that's it. That's the move. I just love how you explain that because, you know, I've read so many books about, you know, flow, getting into a flow when you do what you love. It's it's not work and the time flies. And I just love how you said you thought about 
what's the thing that I do that when I don't think about anything? Um, and I feel like a lot of people miss out on that. I think they think they think I must do this because of parents, because I I got this qualification that I can't waste it. Where did you? Where does that side of you come from? Because you sound like you're pretty in touch with your feelings. You know, you like to write. Where where has that come from in your background? You know, it would be silly for me to not credit my father for that because growing up, my dad would always have this white book. He would always have this specific white binder. And he would, you know, he, he was the man of the house, had three daughters and a wife who were like, everybody's kind of high maintenance. So <laughs> <laughs> he would always be like, listen, if you want something, write it down and I'll get it done for you. So He's always been really into, and he's also probably the reason why I only use a written calendar. I don't use my phone as a calendar. I don't use my email, nothing like that. I like to write everything down because I feel like once you just go pen and paper, like it's going to happen. Yeah, like that's it. it. There's no going there. back. It gets in there. It's, it's just, it, it, it's how it is. Um, but I feel like he was just always super intentional. You know, my dad also came here to America with nothing, with his, 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 mom was also a single mom that left El Salvador and Bolivia so he came here with nothing he didn't even know English and like he just made a life for himself and I think it really has to do with like being so intentional and just like writing things and like knowing what you want in life so I feel like I picked that up from him and it worked pretty well (laughs) and I remember in college I was like I was so distraught and I was just kind of like frazzled with college I was like I don't know where I'm gonna go I don't know what I'm gonna do and he wrote me like it, it was basically like a small vision board, but like I don't know if he would see it that way. But he was like, "You're gonna go to this college. You're gonna have this car, and then the manager your dreams is gonna come like X, Y, and Z." And I was just like, "That's, that's kind of crazy that you're writing this down. It's like you're you're like narrating your own life before you." So like that's kind of how I envision it now. Is um. Like sometimes I'll write, I'll just like write things to like manifest it and like already like living in that like energy and then it'll happen. Energy is so I want to say I credit him, but it's so funny because he's not that kind of person. Like whenever he comes to my place, he's like, what's up with you and all these rocks? And I'm like, dad, they're crystals. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it works. But, um. I actually got him some rocks though when we went to the Amazon jungle because like the rocks there are cool. They're not crystals. Well, they are crystals, but they're just like not polished, but they're yeah. like coarse. And I got him one and he was like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, dad, there's magic in them. <laughs> well, I love that. It's we like, come from the earth, okay? Yeah, we do. But it, it's clear that he had something in him about like, you have to write it down for it to be real. Like, yes. And I feel we miss yes. out on that these days. It's like you said, I do not... It doesn't matter that I have a calendar on my phone. It doesn't necessarily mean that my brain is going to kick in that day that that thing's happening. And that worries me. I can have all, I can have like yep. nails tomorrow and on, on the day, nails today at this time. But that's still relying yep. on my mind going to my phone in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Writing stuff down is so much better. So much better. Writing things down in general is so good. Like I love making lists. I love having checking like them separate off. journals. Yeah, separate journals for separate things. It's just it's good. Plus, I loved writing. Like when I was a kid, I used to take calligraphy. Me so too. Like I used to buy calligraphy sets. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Nobody else did it though. It was just me. <laughs> yeah, it's 
same. We had like our art teacher come and like show us and nobody got into it. And I was like, where can I get those? The pens. (laughs) (laughs) With the ink cartridges and just, it felt so old school. So fun. Yeah. I loved it. Oh my gosh. And like now we probably take that skill for our eyeliners. You know, like exactly. we are able to do like a nice wing liner. Yeah, because I'm pretty good at eyeliner. Like, yeah, see? <laughs> that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like I feel everything you've done paves the way to get you where you are now. But um, tell me how you ended up working with Sephora. You know, it's one of the biggest brands. It's like a household name, even though we don't have it in the UK. We still talk about it because we're always like. When we go to the States, what's your Sephora order? It's just, it's standard. Um, how did yeah. you end up working in video at Sephora? Because I know some people will listen purely to find this out. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this is a loaded question. I feel like <laughs> my life is always full circle, full circle. Um, so when I grew up, my dad would take us to Sephora, you know, we're three girls, um, and he would, have us do Chris Kringle so um you know it's like one one sister picked out another sister's name and like he would take us to Sephora sorry is that and, to do with Christmas sorry. just to explain that that you yes. said Chris Kringle yes. what is that for yes. us UK listeners yeah so it's like um you pick a name out of a hat for like which person you'll be buying the presents for um and like you wouldn't know who it would be for okay. so we would do that my dad would would take us the Sephora in Pasadena, which is like coincidentally across the street from wherever I match is in Pasadena, okay. where I had that like event where I met that makeup artist. Okay. Um, and we would go there like in middle school. He would like have us have, have a budget. He was like, okay, you can spend this much and then you go and do your thing. So, like, that was like a memory that I loved so much as a kid because, you know, Sephora at that time was like, it was the moment you were just like oh my gosh like everything in here I was, I was literally a kid in a candy store like that exact feeling um so Sephora had always been like in the back of my mind I was like oh my gosh can you imagine working at Sephora um so when I first started makeup and then afterwards after after I started exploring more of like the corporate side of of um, work because I used to also work at People Magazine um, and, um, I, and then I worked at Lime Crime. So when I started getting into there, into that state and less of makeup artistry, I would always tell my friends, I was like, I'm going to end up at Sephora. I don't know how, I don't know what it is, but Sephora is my end goal. And they're like, okay, like if there's one person that's going to make that happen, it's going to be you. Cause I'm like very intentional. I don't just say things to say them. Like if I, I, you know, don't talk about it, be about it is like 100% how I live my life, that. which I'm sure you do too. It's just like, it's such a thing. Like, you know, if you want it, you're, you're going to do it. You're going to find a way. Um, and so I ended up at Sephora for many reasons. Like, first of all, I'm just, I feel like I'm always, I'm like knocking on wood. I feel like just things always <laughs> happen where they need to be. Um, but yeah, so they, it was funny. I wasn't even looking for to, to leave a job. Um, and my friend actually sent me this job um, application for Sephora. She was like, you know, there's Sephora LA. And I was like, no, there's not. And I was looking, I was like, yes, there is. <laughs> um, and I applied to it. And it was just, 
all the, every single thing that was on the job description, I was like, oh, that's really me. Oh, yeah, do that. This, this, this. Um, and it was like a three month process for me, <laughs> like three months. It was like six interviews. Wow. Um, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty role, crazy. Like for this role that yes, you're in now, for, video marketing. For this, yes, yes. Um, wow. And granted, it was like during the holidays too. So it's like different timing and scheduling, but it took some time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is pretty <laughs> expensive. Um, but Prior to that, I also had an amazing mentor. Her name is Margarita Ariagada, and she was the VP merchant of Sephora for 14 years, 15 years, 14 years. Margarita, sorry if you're hearing this and I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> but um, I, um, her son went to high school with me. So like when I first started getting into makeup, like six years ago, five years ago, he was like, you need to meet my mom. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> and he was like, well, this is why. She loves um, she loves to just meet gals who are like, you know, wanting to make it in beauty or um, things like that. And as soon as we met each other at BeautyCon in LA, we instantly just started crying. So I was like, oh my gosh, Margarita, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> yeah, and she's also Peruvian. And um, her she has a line called Valdez. And Valde is dedicated to her mamita because in it's only some countries call their abuelas mamita or or whatever. And like I've that's the second that's the only mamita I've ever heard of besides my own mamita. Right. So I was just like, how weird, how weird. Um so everything was just like kismet. Everything was just like happened. Um and then years later I applied for Sephora and I was like, Hey Mark, do you think you can help me write a letter of recommendation also? Um, which I had some like pretty cool letters of recommendations just from like all the strong women that I've worked with and like teams I've worked on. Mm. So that really helped as well. And I feel like just always just trying new things and putting myself out there is how I got to Sephora and um, being a strategic thinker. And uh, as much as I don't want to credit my like my university degree because I did, I've like really had. Some, I felt some type of way that I went to um, college as mm. opposed to like like going into makeup. I yeah. feel like also having like that business mindset and that strategy and just um, having that as well as the creative side helped me get to where I was at. It sounds that was a long-winded answer. No, but I love that because <laughs> you said at the beginning it's full circle, and I've always felt that about what I do. Like I started in fine art and photography, became a journalist then brought my photography back it it just all works together like studying art helps me with makeup and to appreciate makeup so it's it makes sense but I feel like you have got this blend of there's strategy and being practical and getting things down but there's also like this spiritual side that supports it um and also like a lot of feminine energy it sounds like you know you, you had the perfect mentor you know, that you met several years before. I just, it just sounds like everything is meant to be. Um, but with that said, yep. ha- what what's your ultimate goal? Are you just very good where you are now? Or is there something else that you're planning to do in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. I think about that not as often as I should, because right now I'm just like really happy with being like in the moment and taking it as it is for Sephora. Like I am not the smartest person in the room. And I know that 
So that's why I just want to listen and, you know, be a, be a supportive partner to my team, to my cross-functional partners and everybody. But I just really want to be an expert at video. I feel like video specifically is such an ever-evolving um, environment. Like you said, it's only been like booming within the past couple of years. Um, and I feel like when I was at Lime Crime, like I pioneered their native social capturing. Like they didn't have any video content. And I was like, why, why not? And they're like, well, we don't have a high production, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, those are just excuses. Everybody's in like beauty, taking everything in for their phone. You have to have video in beauty. You, ha- you cannot do, you do static images. Like the way no, you're moving around, like you, I can see you've got a highlighter or, you know, you, if you weren't moving, if I didn't see you in video, I would not get that full impact. It's like, you can't yeah. not. And you just get like the full realness of it. Um, so my VP at the time, she is amazing. Bianca Biori, she's a killer woman. Um, she's now the CMO of Moon Juice. Okay. Um, and she's, she's incredible. And she would, she would just challenge me and be like, okay, give it a shot. Cause I would always go to her and be like, Bianca, we need to be doing this. And she'd be like, okay, try it, show it to me, and then we'll see. And um, one time I did a video that was like on blue brows. Like I literally made my eye, my eyebrows blue and it performed so well. And she was like, okay, great. So this is going to be part of your uh, responsibilities now. And I was like, great, I love video. It's just like, um, and I also have like a video background. Like in high school, my, my high school had a TV production team. So, like I had always been in like, familiar with an edit bay I'd always been familiar with like telling the story visually through a storyboard and like I also was the news anchor for my high school so it was just like everything was like full circle and just like happened as it did um yeah I love it (laughs) so have you always been comfortable in front of the camera because I feel like that's a newer thing that many of us in beauty have had to adjust to whether you're a makeup artist and you'd rather just be doing makeup on somebody else totally. or, do you know what I mean a photographer that doesn't really want to show the process like that's my background but are you just very good with being on camera are you very confident is that easy for you yeah being in front of the camera has been always super easy for me because that was what I wanted to do in high school I was like I'm gonna be a news reporter like this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> that was me yeah, my grandma always said yeah. I want to see you reading the news um, and she's not around anymore, bless her. But the closest I can get is, you know, doing these video podcasts. So. Yes, and you're killing it. <laughs> I think you do an amazing job, though. You're just, like, oh, such a you. calm, like, calm, confident, like, energy in front of the camera. I try to be. I definitely try to be. I think that's because yeah. I take people's pictures. I'm always, like, trying to help them be calm because they can I can I can literally see when someone's nervous because their their face will change yeah. color their posture um but I really wanted to ask you because you look so good I feel like we need to talk about makeup in some way you know I can't have video marketing from Sephora on and not talk about makeup um <laughs> like, I've loved watching oh I loved watching your your content on your Instagram I know you've done some euphoria looks obviously Everyone loves the euphoria that, um, but I always notice that skin is just so on point for you, very glowy. So what would you say are like your, (laughs) tell me what your essentials 
or what you're loving right now when it comes to makeup that people can check out? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of things. (laughs) There's so many things. It's like, where do I start? Um, Well, as much as I love makeup, I have to credit the glow always to using an oil. And that's, I always have to use a bios, the Biosan Squalane oil before I do any like complexion. Like that is that. And then the Super Goop um, sunscreen. So that, on top, Super Goop on top. Is, is it the glowy one? It's the Super Screen. Oh, I haven't this seen This one that is one. so good. Yeah, this, this one doesn't get talked about enough, but this one is a mix of moisturizer and SPS. You're getting like okay. two birds with one stone. And this is like, it makes your skin so glowy and juicy and then I top it with this squalane oil and I like to press it in right um but that's like my holy grail I have to use those two before any complexion um in terms of foundation though I have really been liking the makeup forever hd skin that's like all over the internet yeah it's everywhere right now it looks so good so you you genuinely like it really good I genuinely like it um and it is also something that you have to when whenever you're doing your foundation you have to consider like what is the main ingredient in the foundation like this one for example is waterproof like if you use a moisturizer that was water-based it's going to combat it it's not going to work so you have to like kind of you know look pay attention to ingredients too and see like is that going to work together is that going to like disturb the makeup um, but I love this one. It's super flexible. It's also made for to be on video. So I think a lot of times people are, yes, they're thinking about like in person, but so many of us live yeah. virtually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, I think Makeup Forever did a really great job at like marketing this too as like it, it was made for video at first. So uh, of course, yeah, like, like HD. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it has um, like 31 makeup artists worked on this formulation. I think for like three years, so it's pretty good. I like it. I was I was drinking the Kool Aid when they were talking <laughs> all about it. I was like, okay, sold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but just tell me, like, I like how you mentioned. You know, you love the Super Goop and then oil, but just for people at home that maybe the sound of that to them is like, how on earth do I put foundation on on top of that? Like. What are the steps to get the glow from the oil without being greasy? So what you like a slippery slope? Yes, I know you like the slip, (laughs) but (laughs) I love the slip. Yeah. Um. So when I when I do my skin prep, like I push it in my skin, and like I don't automatically go in with my foundation. Like I allow my face to sit for a bit. I always have like a really big fan, and I just like go. Like, let it, like, seep into my face. And then I'll go in. I love using brushes. I find that when I use a beauty blender, it kind of, like, takes the product on to the blender instead of, like, I've sitting on my face. I've always thought that. I've, I've always... I just can't deal with blender, yeah. um, beauty blenders and sponges. I'm just, like, I can see the product in the sponge. It's like I'm taking yeah, it off. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, it's taking it off of my face. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is the right move for that. Um, But I think your tools are always like the best thing. Makeup brushes specific for what you're trying to accomplish. Um, One thing with one of my sisters, she, gosh, bless her soul, but she would use one brush for everything. And like, I get it. Some people, you know, some people are in a rush. Some people are in a rush. They are not paying attention to that. Um, But I would just be like, 
oh my goodness, this is why your makeup looks, you know, this is why you always come to me to fix it because you're using one brush to do your foundation, to do your concealer, to do your contour and to do your blush. But then also you're mixing like powder and formula and like creams and everything. Like I was like, oh my God, you, it was literally looks so muddy. And I would be like, Erica, I love you. Come here though. Don't ever do that. Don't ever let me see you. So for Christmas, I got her um, a brush set from Sephora collection. And I was like, here you go. Use all of these. It literally has each one. of these. Oh. I got that for my mom too. And my, my other sister, I was just like, you guys brushes are like number one thing. And also cleaning your brushes. That'll affect your makeup so much. Yeah. I cleaned mine on Friday. Like, and somebody put me onto that Dr. Bronner's soap. In the past, I've tried like oh. sprays. And it's so quick. Like, yeah, I need to get that. It's so quick. And my brushes, the majority of my brushes are white. It's that Katie Jane Hughes collection. So the, they are white. So they get, you know. Yeah. Those are nice brushes. They're How really are those? Nice. Oh my God. They're really, they're really good because I feel they are good for even someone that doesn't usually wear makeup. They just all do a specific job. Um, and some of the brushes are like just so good for foundation, concealer. Then there's the bigger, it's just, they just make sense as a collection. I feel like a lot of brands just keep bringing out brushes and brushes and brushes. These ones are so specific. I'm just like, you just buy that one set and you'll be good to go forever. Um, but they are white. Wow. So once you use them a few times, you're like, oh, they're literally dirty. Do you know what I mean? It's, you're like, it's, Ooh, yeah. This is not be so it doesn't look. For me. I need to these. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. That Dr. Bronner soap. You literally wet the brush, go like that, do this, and it all comes out. It's amazing. Oh my gosh! I'm adding the basket. I, found, <laughs> I need that. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love cleaning brushes, like that one I categorize as like a deep clean, like when you, yeah. you use that, but yeah. I use like a spray and yeah. then like a paper towel and I'm yeah. just like, okay, this is good enough, but you need to do the deep clean. Like yeah. that's necessary. Well, I hear that some people just don't clean their brushes. I some. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That. And then like, they come on. Because yeah. I get blemishes way too quickly to even to even try and be lazy. I just can't. Um, yeah. Yeah. But your skin's so perfect. It's your really not. I, I'll, I'll say thank you for the compliment, but honestly it's not. I get the worst hormonal breakouts. I have texture, but um, I'm loving tretinoin. I get, I've got an online prescription now for tretinoin and that has been so key. That's in, the move. Yeah. In getting rid of the blemishes, but also dealing with, um, you know, scarring over time as someone that's like brown, the scarring can be so yeah. much more pronounced. Um, yes. It's a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, I hear you. I, I actually before, I mean, it's hard to hard to believe that now with my skin looking like this, but mm -hmm. I had the worst, the worst hormonal cystic acne <sighs> where it was just all right here all right here I was like I was actually very depressed because yeah. I had never dealt with that and then one day when I turned it was like 25 26 that age um it just happened overnight and I had always been like the person that never had a, like I would have like one blemish and mm -hmm. like this this happened out of nowhere and mm -hmm. 
um, it was really hard to like also, you know, with your with your self-esteem, people are like just staring at it. And then even people just asking you about it, like, when is that going to go away? Or like, why did that happen? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's have a conversation with my skin. Like pull up a chair right here and ask it. Why yeah. is it doing what it's doing? Like, I didn't choose this. It just happened. I think people are getting better, but you know, I remember times when someone's like, what's that on your face? I'm just like, you know what it is. Please don't make me feel worse than I already feel. Yeah. (laughs) And especially working in beauty, you feel like you're meant to be a perfect example. Yes. Yes. No, it's crazy. That's probably like the most frustrating thing because that having that kind of really bad hormonal cystic acne, you just feel helpless. Like you can't do anything. Like say if I've gained a couple pounds, I'm like, okay, well I can work it off. Like it's fine. Or I can like know what to eat and not to eat. But like once that is on your face, it's like the number one thing. And like, even when you stress about it more, then there's oh even more gosh. that comes up. So it's just like a, yeah. So how, I feel what? like that happened to me though, mm. because I had never had to like, experience that and then working in makeup now I can sympathize and empathize with people going through that because that is just like the worst feeling Mm, because you can't you you can disguise it but you you know you can't hide it as easily as people think um you know texture is a giveaway and but what was it for you like how did you manage to get past that that period or is it something that comes back? Mm. Is it hormonal so it comes and goes each month? Or It actually, I'm like knocking on wood, it went away <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> um, but it lasted at least a year. And it was so devastating. Um, but I think it also helped me realize that like not everything is always going to be perfect. And especially on my face. So like it's either I'm going to embrace it or I'm just gonna like cry about it and like sometimes I did cry about it sometimes I didn't want to go out and like I just I was like I can't do this um and it was just like so much texture um but then also I learned more about like makeup and I learned more about ingredients um and I found like what didn't work for my skin and what did I also have like I didn't know that I had sensitive skin um So I didn't know. Okay. So I would be doing all the more harsh stuff in an effort to get rid of them and thinking, because I'm using harsh stuff, I must have like pretty strong skin. No, I've got really sensitive yep. skin. So no. if you have spots, they feel more irritated. Yes, it's more inflamed. And you're just like, oh, I'm doing a disservice to myself. Got it. It's so hard. And it's like, it's like you said you didn't want to go out. I remember times when it's like, you you know you're going out, you're planning this thing with your friends for a few weeks and you get that breakout that's like, you know, when you f- touch your face and it's like, I don't know about you, I will count how many bad ones. Oh my God, those ones are really deep. Cry. Then I'd have a red face and the breakout would look even worse. And it's like, oh my God, how do I change this so I can actually go out with my friends? And sometimes you might not. <laughs> Other times yeah, you might disguise you just don't it. Make it out. You're yeah, just like, mm. it's hard. No. But I feel like now people, there's a lot more people that are showing that they have it. So you feel you get some kind of respite from that. Like it's not just you, but you know, when it was happening to me, it literally feels just like you. 
it feels like you, you got, it was just you. And I think Gen Z is super good at that. I feel like um, they're, even though if they have, you know, very visible acne, they'll still do like really cool eye makeup, really cool lip because it, it, it shouldn't hold you back and you, could, you can still be expressive. And they even have like little pimple patches that have like stars on them and like they'll like make it a whole like mm. statement on their face, which I think is a really cool mind shift to have because you can't change it, like adapt to it and see how you can like be creative with it. Yeah, I think that generation definitely can teach us about moving through things. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a probably a different episode. Gen Z approach to makeup yeah. because... <laughs> They just, there's no limits. And I love that. Um, yeah. To wind things up, Natasha, I really want to know, when do you feel your most, just like you, like the best version of you? What does it take? There's like two ways of it. I'm thinking of like the physical mm. feel my best. And then also yeah. like emotionally when I just feel the best. Yeah. Okay. Physically is when I take like one of those like very very long showers you know what i'm talking about like you scrub down your whole body you do a hair mask you do hair treatments like you're just going pampering yourself all the way um and then just like afterwards like moisturize do like a whole skincare put on a fresh white robe sit down have some water tea juice anything and then just like sit and just Sometimes I feel like my job is very overstimulating. Mm. So sometimes I will literally just sit in silence, like no music, no TV, nothing, and just sit and just like breathe. Um, that's when I feel really, really good, just to like breathe for a second. Um, and like also physically really good because I feel so soft and amazing. <laughs> um, and then also anytime I hang out with my grandma, Mamita, like I just feel like the, nothing in the world even matters like uh, my my troubles or like anything that I'm worrying about like stressing it's just like uh it doesn't really matter like we're all dealing with so many things um and just having time with her and just catching up with her like being around my family like I just feel better I feel really grateful that I have like a close family um uh, even though you know we're not perfect or anything but just still having that support feels good thanks again for listening do follow natasha on instagram at make me maldonado and let me know your thoughts over on beauty me podcast as always i would love it if you could rate or review the show especially if you enjoyed this one see you next time